Well, it's always a good time on Unscripted when we can have urine talk. So thank you, Kirby, for that. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to this week's Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the squadron leader of stock-shaped magnets... (laughs) The good time player man from Coshocton, Ohio, Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? Man, I am doing fantastic. Uh, feeling pretty good. I'm ready for spring to actually happen. I feel like winter has been going on for about nine months now here in Ohio. So, uh, But other than that, I'm fantastic. You? Yeah, I'm doing great. I don't think you're the only one who is really sick of winter. I know uh, today here in... In Franklin, Tennessee, it is about 50 degrees, which is a little chilly for this time of year. Yesterday, it was a glorious uh, 78, so I, too, am ready for a a big thaw and good times ahead. And you know who else is ready for good times ahead, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? That'd be the good people at Cometsky who is sponsoring this fine platinum-level broadcast, you know. One of my favorite things about Cometskew, and we're, we're, we know them very well. You and I are both customers, um, so we do have real-world experience with them. Yeah. Um, the incredible ecosystem that supports the promotional products entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. I mean, you're a serial entrepreneur, certainly. But that thriving online community that connects you with other distributors on that platform the expertly written content by Bobby Lehu and some other folks there, the empowering events, we've both been part of that, the integrations with accounting, product search, and e-commerce applications. I mean, it really is kind of the whole ball of wax rolled into one for the promotional products distributor entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. And can I tell a quick story? I know this is unscripted. Please do. All right. So this past week, we were having an issue uh, through the platform where we couldn't get a report correct with one of my salespeople. And so I reached out to support and said, hey, I don't know. This is not a super big issue, but if you have a chance, I'd like to give you a call. Within a minute, my phone rang. That's and it amazing. was one of the people in support calling me saying, hey, I've got time to talk about this now. I just want to say out loud, go ahead and tell me, you know, list on one hand, how many companies do that. Yeah, no kidding. And they, they it shows you how much they really do care about not only the distributor, but the distributor experience, which really takes it to the next level. It's really the only application you need to take your business to that next level in 2008. So if you'd like to learn more, and frankly, I don't know why you wouldn't want to learn more, go ahead and go to commonskew.com slash unscripted Kirby. Will they be sorry that they did? They will not be sorry they did, Bill. Excellent, Kirby. Well, I don't know about you, but I am ready to have a platinum-level broadcast. You ready to roll? I'm ready to rock and roll, bro. Excellent. Well, thank you for having the courage, Kirby. Do you want to start off with a topic, or do you want me to go ahead and roll? Uh, you go ahead, buddy. I've got a couple, but I'll, I'll, I'll defer. Okay. So um, earlier this week, Counselor Magazine had some breaking news, which uh, you know they're, they're a very good source for news in the promotional products industry, that a computer virus had hit high-caliber line. Did you see this? I, I saw it kind of vaguely through the social media channels, but go ahead. So so I read read the article, and essentially uh, it sounded like some virus had targeted high-caliber line and, and perhaps maybe other promotional products companies um, twice. So wow. they, they spent some time over the weekend – you know, getting the virus out, and it's it's basically one of those emails you click, and so unfortunately, you click uh, an attachment to that email, 
and it leads to all sorts of mayhem and chaos in your computer, right? Right. So they've had to combat that twice now. So they were, I guess they were almost done with it, and then again Sunday night it hit. And I think we spoke a few weeks ago about our good friends at Halo Branded Solutions who had their email servers go down for almost a week and a half, which yes. which I know was very, uh, you know, talk about something that's crippling to a business, especially wow. one the size of Halo. Um, as a as an entrepreneur, and you're very reliant on technology, as we all are, right? I mean, the internet goes out, and we all run around like our hair's on fire. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What do you, how do you protect against any sort of cyber attack? I mean, do you train your people? Tell me what your thought process is when you see something like that happen to someone in our industry. What steps have you taken at Hossman Marketing to prevent that type of attack? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'll be honest with you, I would love to sit here and tell you that, oh man, we have we have a plan B, a plan C, and a plan X, Y, and Z. And the honest truth is, I think in the hustle and bustle of of every day, um, you know, I think like a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of distributors, suppliers, whatever, we're dealing with the, the you know the fires that are going on on a regular basis, and sometimes we don't make preparations for other fires. I would right. say that you know essentially we have a couple of us have backup emails, right? Sure. That aren't related to our server, right. and beyond that. It's, you know, I guess the the advantage of being a serial entrepreneur is I have a couple other locations to work from. Uh, So in other words, different Wi-Fi, different all that stuff. Sure. But but man, I would say we we are not uber prepared for something like that. Do you think you need to have a plan? Yeah, actually, as you sit here, you said it to me. I was like, man, I really need to give that some thought. Right. Um, And so I would say that's something that I I don't know how, how prepared everybody else is, but I would say we're not super prepared for something like that. That being said, you know, I, you know, um, I remember a couple years ago, what we had one of those deals where, uh, we had time Warner, uh, cable for our internet. And it was really funny in the sense that, uh, well, funny now it, it, where our internet was working, but our email wouldn't work. So our mm-hmm. the server was actually blocking only Hossman marketing emails. For wow. whatever reason, the firewall went down. And so, yeah, in that way, now certainly it wasn't a malicious thing. Um, and I went round and round with them trying to figure it out. But in that moment, we were like, okay, we're all working remotely. We're doing this. We're do-, you know, So in that moment, we had to call a bunch of audibles and, and work from other locations. That's kind of scary yeah. when you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, crippling is the right word, by the way. Crippling is exactly. It is. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we you know, Joel Moore, who owns Promo Corner, is also very big into technology, and he does a great job of making sure we're aware of any sort of uh, threat or virus that's out there. So, you know, we know fairly quickly if there's something that's possibly going to threaten us, if there's a, um, if there's an, any sort of uh, uh, email that's going to come with an attachment, don't click on it, things like that. And and we have some redundancies, but I think you know it's one of those things that cyber criminals are always, always, always going to be one step ahead of people who aren't criminals. So you have it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so did I wake you up or something? Were you what, sleeping? Well, uh, you, you actually cut out there a little bit. So uh, oh yeah, so I lost a little bit of that, but uh, I'm glad to hear at least Joel is on top of things. What I'd like to tell you is I made probably the most salient point in the history of Unscripted. 
So <laughs> I believe that uh, we'll have to we'll have to hopefully hopefully it made it through because it was an incredible point. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I bet. Kirby, do you have a topic you'd like to uh, discuss with us? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I think it's appropriate in this uh, format because you know this is one piece of content that you and I create. But there's between both of us, there's a lot of different content. Um, mm-hmm plates that are spinning for us. And um, you mentioned uh, other businesses that I'm a part of. And so um, I found myself here recently with where there's multiple places I'm playing, whether it's uh, social media platforms, um, but also different pieces of content I'm creating. And I've gotten Mm -hmm. to a point where I'm really struggling to keep up. I'm really, Mm -hmm. balls are starting to drop. Like yesterday I had a piece of content that was complete. It was a video Mm -hmm. that's done and it never got Mm -hmm. posted. Oh Um, no. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I just like literally at nine o'clock last night, it occurred to me. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. Um, And so what I, I know that there are, you know, people have little content calendars out there. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of different ways, but I was curious to know how you try, because obviously you guys are juggling a ton of different content, both right. personally and through Promo Corner. Right. How do you guys do it? Uh, so we have a, an internal content calendar. So, uh, you know, this is the second time Joel Moore will be referenced in the podcast, <laughs> but he has built, um, he's very, very bright when it comes to a lot of things, but certainly when it comes to technology. So he's built a complete calendar for scheduling uh, our content. And so I can go weeks in advance, days in advance, hours in advance to post content. So we have a pretty strict content calendar that we try to stick to. Personally, I do the same thing. So I remember back about a year and a half ago, um, and it was, I think, October of 2016, and I was still running Brandivate, and I was producing content for Brandivate. I was producing content for Promo Kitchen. I was actually producing content for Promo Corner as well, and I think Distributor Central at the time too. (laughs) And I, I did some math. And I figured, okay, there's an average of 22 days every month, business days. Mm-hmm. I had a new piece of content dropping on 17 of those days. Yeah, that's crazy. And it got, it, it was insane. And it got to a point where I felt not only was the quality suffering, but my quality of life sure as hell was suffering because I, I was becoming creatively vacant. I was starting to really hate something I truly love, which is writing. And so I made the decision, and actually when we were at Snugs, we talked about this last week, I made the very difficult decision to take my blog from two days a week down to one. And it was one of the better decisions I made, and I think it helped certainly the quality of the content, and it certainly helped me kind of uh, catch my breath. So I do think there's a tipping point. Um, You know, you are, you personally, as Kirby, are creating so much content, um, it's it's got to be difficult to keep up, mm. and and you know those type of things when you have a finished video and didn't get posted. In the grand scheme of things, man, it's not a huge deal, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, right, it's yeah. not that big of a deal. But when you're in bed at night and you go, "Well, shit, I can't believe I didn't drop that," because I know you, you had a, probably a different piece of content ready to go today. Yep. Sure so did. now, <laughs> now it becomes this domino effect of okay, where do I wedge this thing in? And I don't know what video it is, but it might be time sensitive. So now you've got to do some shuffling around. So the way I do it is have a content calendar. I mean, that's just that's just me. Right. But everybody does it differently. And I, I wonder if it's time for you to do a little introspection and say, am I doing too much? 
am yeah. I doing too much? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. But I would also say that, you know, it's funny. I started doing this vlog um, on my personal YouTube channel and it's it, what's interesting about it. And I think, I think you will appreciate this is there's kind of two ways to go, right? There's when you right. feel like you're in a rut on content or anything, right? Sales or whatever in your life, you can drop back or you can double down. And so right. uh, it was funny when I decided to start playing around with this video, the, the vlog piece, I actually got excited again. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, it, it kind of got my creative juices flowing again. And it's like, though I, I still haven't found a perfect uh, rhythm on it. Um, mm-hmm. it. It's one of those things where I'm like, I look forward to putting it together. Cause I don't, yeah. you know, as you know, I'm not the one doing the editing on delivering marketing joy. Dustin, no, you, you have a team, right? You've got a team. Yeah. So you do have that, that help, which certainly does take and alleviates a lot of the pressure of getting some of that done for you. Yeah. But this piece I'm doing all myself and it, right. I, honestly, I got excited about it again, you know? Right. And so I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. But then it's all also like, well, you know, kind of two schools of thought. And so I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like there, I think one of the things that I came away with last week when we were, were over at Snugs and it was a great mm-hmm. conversation and people were asking questions about what, what to do for this or what to do this. I think content's so new still that we're all still figuring out our way. Um, you know, even the people who are doing it on an everyday basis are still trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong. And I think because it's changing on such a quick level mm-hmm. that we need to continue to iterate. Well, and I think that's the best part too, is that it is such a new frontier. It is a little bit of the Wild West, so there are no rules, so there's nothing that can be broken. And so, you know, you and I get asked a lot, and I think you get asked more than I do, certainly, how do you keep up? And it's just, you do. And how do you come up with new ideas? I don't know. You just do. (laughs) And, you know, you and I have talked about this, and, and I said this, I think in three conversations yesterday with three different people. As I was sharing an idea for something, and you're saying, don't you get worried about uh, sharing your ideas? No, I'm not, because you know why? I execute on my ideas. Ideas are cheap. Execution is hard. Yeah, 100%. Good good stuff. All right. Um, can right. I go ahead and then ch- switch it up a little bit? Yeah, I would love to. So a study came out this week of, of the teen, I'm sorry, the top clothing brands of teens, okay? Okay. So let me give you the top five. Okay. Um, Nike, not, okay. not a big surprise. American Eagle, not a huge surprise. Adidas, that one kind of surprised me a little bit, although my boys are way into the Adidas, so not a big one there. Forever 21, Mm. that kind of came out of the blue. (laughs) Not if you have daughters, dude. (laughs) Uh, And I don't. (laughs) At least none that I'm aware of. Okay, all right. Um, And then the fifth one is Urban Outfitters. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's fine. That's all well and good. But here's the interesting one. The biggest decline. Who do you think the biggest decline is? They dropped from number 12 to number 27 on the list. Hmm. Wow. Uh, because you're asking me, I feel like it has something to do with the industry. So I'm going to go with Under Armour. Look at you. Give Kirby Hossaman a prize. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is Under Armour. I mean, they used to be such a darling three years ago. And now they're just plummeting. Kirby, what the hell are they doing wrong from a branding perspective? Yeah, man, I, I, you know, I think that first of all, they fell to 26. So it isn't like they fell, they went into bankruptcy or whatever. But I think that that is one of the things that they've struggled with is they, there, there's a level of when you are trying to create an exclusive brand, like there's a point at which that you mentioned tipping points earlier. There's a point at which people move on. 
Right. Um, especially if, if there's limited access to your stuff. And so, um, for me, I felt like there was like, they were hot, they were hot and they were shunning like our industry, for example. Sure. And then, you know, people are like, eh, Nike's pretty good. <laughs> and then they kind of move right. back along. And so I, I don't know that I've spent a lot of time about what Under Armour's doing right and they're doing wrong, but I really do believe, and again, we've talked about it before. I think Yeti made the same mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you, when you shun a $23 billion industry, yeah, it's life's about choices, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just interesting. I mean, I, and I haven't had a chance to talk to my kids about it, but they're both either, it's, it's either, um, Nike or Adidas, um, in terms of apparel mm-hmm. and then they're both in track. So they, they do like, you know, Nike shoes or Asics or something like that. So yeah. a little, little different there, but I just remember, um, four years ago when we, you know, when they were going to school in, you know, you know, when you have small kids, it's very funny. You see them all, they all look like each other. Everybody's got to dress exactly <laughs> the same. And it was all Under Armour all the time. Yeah. All Under Armour all time. And I just wonder, it, it, it sounds like to me, won't shock me if they're out of business in two years. Mm. I mean, that kind of plummet. Now, the only thing I would add as a caveat to that, I remember when Puma used to be really big and then they went into, you know, they, they resided in the, in the where are they now file for a good 15 years. And sure. now they've had a really nice comeback. So I suppose there's a chance for Under Armour there, but I, my gut tells me they're out of business in two or three years. Man, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I hope you're wrong. I, I do like Me their too. product and, and I, overall, I like their brand. But, you know, I think you can point to several. I mean, Converse, quite honestly. I mean, Chucks Chucks have been uh, popular in about every, every, what is it, every decade, every other decor- decade, and they right. seem to be back now. So Yep, they're, they're back, but they're owned by Nike. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that, you know, I, there's a little bit there. So it wouldn't, would it shock you to see Adidas to gobble up Under Armour? It wouldn't shock me. Mm, yeah, that would be interesting. Sure. All right, Kirby, you got one more topic for us before we launch into a rousing round of fill in the blank because I've, I, I am about to light your hair on fire on fill in the blank. <laughs> wow, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, so I saw a piece the other day, and I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't dig super into it. So it's a little bit of headline reading on my part, but it showed a few celebrities who were canceling and shutting down their Facebook accounts. Uh-huh. Um, and so I, like when I first saw it, I was like, first of all, I wasn't sure if it was a hoax or if it was just, but it seemed like it was legit and people saying, look, we're, we're stepping away from Facebook. So I right. guess my question to you is, you know, you and I've talked about the idea of privacy being silly on a public space where you're posting every detail of your life. Right. But when influencers start to make noise, sometimes there is it, is this a silly thing by a few people? Or is it a trend that you see happening? And the answer is I don't know. Yeah. It, it's hard to predict. You know, we are in such a let me do it that way to society. Mm-hmm. So you get enough people who say, "Hey, screw it, we're not going to use Facebook anymore." Um, I suppose there's a possibility that it, it leads to you know that that proverbial snowball rolling down the hill and gaining some serious momentum. Have a hard time seeing that. Mm-hmm. I think Facebook is so deeply ingrained in our lives so that we can show everybody how kick-ass our lives are, <laughs> even though they may not be. I have a hard time believing that the innate narcissism of the populate would allow something like Facebook to die. Mm. Because it's, I mean, I, I don't, I look at Facebook a lot. I'm not going to lie, but I'm not addicted to it. I, I can tell you I'm not because I'm very happy not to post I mean, it really is. It, I'm fine not posting. I'm fine not looking. 
and there's times I just don't even bother with it. But I know there are people who are, for lack of a better term, really addicted to that dopamine rush of somebody liking their post, whether it's Facebook or another platform. So the answer, if you you know put a gun in my head, I think it's just a a a hot button reaction. I don't see it as a trend personally. But again, you never know. You get enough people and, and, and you get enough people doing it, and you get some other issue with Facebook where people feel like they've been violated because that's what it boils down to. Do I feel violated? Mm. That's really what I think it boils down to, that feeling of I feel violated. I feel manipulated. I feel controlled. If something like that happens again and gains some traction, I I think there is a chance it becomes a trend. Well, it's it's so interesting. I I, I kind of think it's an outlier. Uh, so I, I, do, you, I do too. Yeah, yeah, I think we're on the same page there. I will say that one of the things that Facebook has going for it is I don't know if you watched some of the the highlights of Zuckerberg going in front of Congress. Yeah, I did. That and was so, awesome. Yeah, and so all you have to do is go. Oh, so these are the people, the Congress people. Those are the people that are going to protect me from the technology that they have no damn clue how it works. It it awesome. uh, it was disturbingly eye-opening to me um, (laughs) to see just how radically out of touch some of our quote-unquote leaders are. um, Well, and they would be the ones who would be uh, creating legislation that would regulate the use of a technology. I mean, holy cow. Oh, you bet. (laughs) How are you? Oh, yeah. I mean, when they, the one guy asked, how are you going to sustain a business model that doesn't charge? Oh, my um, Lord. We run advertising. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just it's just inane. It's just inane. So, I think we're in agreement that uh, it's not a trend. But you know what is a trend, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That would be the good people at Gold Star and their simple colored decorated plastic pens. You know why, Kirby? Why is that, Bill? They make it simple to get every color you need. They imprint one color to full color, and they have an option of a three hundred sixty degree complete wrap. Is there, and you know what, Kirby? Are there ever any setup or decoration charges when you buy from Gold Star? There are not, Bill. Of course there's not. That's the dumbest question I've ever asked you, Kirby. <laughs> so I want, I want, I'm excited because um, Gold Star has been a sponsor of our uh, fill in the blank segment for a while. They have a special offer for this episode only. Oh, this episode only. A free 100 piece self promo on Gold Star's new Vision Brights Frost Pen. This full-color gem of a pen is in thirteen available in 13 fabulous colors. It's made in the USA and features are famous. And you know how much I love that Eversmooth ink. It's yes. got that Eversmooth ink in there. So contact Gold Star today either through Common Skew or your favorite search platform. Or you can just email them directly at sales at goldstarpens.com and just mention the unscripted podcast and we, they will be more than happy to get you started. That's awesome. Free 100 pens. Who doesn't want a free 100 of some of the best writing instruments this industry has to offer? That is an amazing offer, my friend. All right, Kirby. Are you ready? I'm ready. For fill in the blank. Yeah, since you said you're going to light my hair on fire, I assume you want to go first. No, I'm going to do that at a time of my choosing. (laughs) Why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay, cool. Um, All right, so the best kind of pet is? Dog. Dog, (laughs) dog, dog. I would like to say something like, hey, with apologies to cat people, I just prefer dogs. Hey, man, cats are evil. I'm not going to lie. So I'm not allergic to cats, and I have met cats that I like, but generally I don't like the way – they're evil. I don't like the way they look at me. 
like, hey, if I was as big as my cousin the lion, I'd totally just rip your head off right now. <laughs> they toy with with uh, small critters before they kill them. I mean, they're very sociopathic creatures. No, I got to be honest with you. I really have no argument, and their urine smells so bad. It's just ridiculous. Well, it's always a good time on a scripted when we can have urine talk. So thank you, Kirby, for that. <laughs> Anything for you, bro. All right, Kirby. The dumbest product you've ever seen a Bluetooth speaker attached to or wedged into to add value to said product is... Oh, good Lord. So say it again to me because okay. that's, that's complicated. All right. So it seems like in our industry, uh, or a lot of times, it's, hey, we've got this same product you saw last year. Now it's got a Bluetooth speaker in yeah, it. Right. Like a so carabiner. what's the dumbest product? A carabiner? Go no, ahead. No, is that it? Ahead. No, go ahead. Oh. So... What is the dumbest product you've seen a Bluetooth speaker wedged into to make it new or updated or refreshing? Yeah, I guess I would say uh, a keychain. Uh, okay. So, yeah, but I, I, it does remind me, that's what I started to say earlier, is it, st- it sort of reminds me of the thing there for about, about five years ago. It was like every single thing that you saw, if you yeah. added a carabiner to it, it was new. And so I think you're right. Technology is that thing. And I think that there's some wisdom to it because anything that ties any product to your phone makes it more valuable. But as is the case with almost everything, you can take right. it to the next level and make it absurd. So Yeah, well, the reason I asked is because I actually saw this. It is a bamboo kitchen utensil stand. Okay. You know, right. Big spoon, big yeah. thing. Has a Bluetooth speech, <laughs> speaker in the base. Well, you know, you want to you want to listen to some Jimmy Buffett while you're cooking in the kitchen. I dig it. It may also be the worst sounding Bluetooth speaker <laughs> in the history of anything. Well, that that might have a that might have an impact on it too, sure. All right, Kirby, go ahead. Okay, so we've talked about this before. American Airlines is your airline of choice. Yes, it is. So your favorite hotel chain is Hilton, but it's on very shaky ground. (laughs) Um, Of course, I can never answer anything easily. Um, So here's the deal. I I stay at Hilton's when I can and generally pick the mid-level Hilton. Mid-level Hilton, I think we can all agree, is the Hampton Inn. Okay. I am absolutely convinced the mid-level Marriott Hotel, which would be the courtyard, is a far superior product at this point. So I'm about – I don't really have – I don't I don't travel enough to st- and stay in hotels enough where I'm really like kicking ass on points so I may I may end up pulling the plug and going over to Marriott. So right now it's Hilton um and Hampton Inn, but I may switch over to Marriott because I've gone into enough Hampton Inns where you walk in, you open the door and say, "What's that smell? I don't know what that stain is, and I'm sure as hell not sitting over there." <laughs> well, all right. As is always the case, Bill, it's one of the things I love about you. You have an opinion. I do. (laughs) All right, Kirby. This is a very quick one. Pro wrestling is blank. So dumb. So wow. so dumb. Wow. Like, and, and like, literally, I remember I went through a phase where I was really into it, uh, you know, when Hulk Hogan was was the big, uh, big draw. Now, keep let in me mind, tell you something, Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, keep in mind, I was in seventh or eighth grade. Sure. And so I believe that it's really entertaining for about that age range. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the idea that it's a scripted it's fine as long as you understand that it's entertainment and it's silly and it's whatever it's it's fine i'd actually rather see the rock in jumanji than in wrestlemania 
So, And there's your first and only Jumanji reference today. <laughs> but who knows? All right, bro. All right. Ready? Got another one? Yeah, I am. Okay. So the upcoming NFL draft is? Boring. <laughs> I, You know, I, not everything needs to be part of the news cycle. And yes, it's interesting to see where the draft, you know, who gets drafted, where they, where players go, are they going to fit in, are they going to help, are they going to make an immediate impact, blah, 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 blah. But you will not find me next Thursday night sitting around watching the NFL draft. I'll be interested in who gets drafted, but I, to me, it's 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 news. It's not an event. Right. It's news, not an event. It's part of the genius of the NFL, right? The idea, it is. The but, idea that the picking teams has become a primetime special. But but that you know, it is the genius of the NFL, but it's also going to be the downfall of the NFL. We need a break. There needs to be an off season. Right. And right now there's no off season. And that that I struggle with. It's the same reason I hate NFL games on Thursday night. I don't need football shoved down my throat 24/7. I will I will watch it when I want to watch it. Fair enough. All right. Kirby, when I called you out on social media for your horrible editing job on the axe throwing <laughs> when we were at Snugs, where you made it seem I never hit the target, when in reality I was nailing the bullseye consistently, you felt <laughs> delighted. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> first of all, that is the longest question in the history of fill in the blank. But it is. But I would say. But it's also the most important yeah, fill right. in the blank ever. So, so let me just say that. Yes, sir. You did a great job. You did a great oh, job. Shit. That is the most patronizing. No, Sir. I mean, I, hey, no, it was not patronizing. I felt like you did a pretty good job for you. And so one of the oh, things I would for say, you. <laughs> it was that axe throwing thing was really, really fun. Yes, I actually do have footage of you hitting the bullseye. No, I was not interested in using it. And yes, Dustin did know that I did it. So those are those are my fill in the blank answers. Well, uh, Dustin turned his back on you pretty quick. Yeah, he did. Um, he, he was backtracking pretty fast. Now, it was funny because you, in all seriousness, with the axe throwing, you, you were right out of the gate. You were nailing it. You had Because it, it is a rhythm thing. It's very much a rhythm thing. Um, I was not. At first, I was over either overthrowing or underthrowing, and then I got my rhythm. And right about the time I got my rhythm, I don't know if you got tired, but you started kind of – you know, right at the, the the penultimate moment when we had the tournament, you started either overthrowing or underthrowing, and you were having a hard time. So it was a real interesting thing. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was a great event, and uh, yeah, I was ready. By that time, I was ready for an IPA or two. So yeah, yeah, you know, ab- absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, if you're a promotional pr- product distributor, you should be ready for Common Skew. Yep. Again, we've talked about it on this podcast. They is it's really the most modern. The most beautifully designed software for running a promotional products business today. So again, if you're interested, go to cometskew.com slash unscripted. You really won't be sorry you did. They're good people. They'll take care of you. Kirby, thanks again for having the courage to record this podcast with me. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.